Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. What to expect when you're going on the fuck it diet. So your personal journey will be different from mine or your friends or the people you connect with on the internet. Everyone's journey is going to be different. But that being said, there will most likely also be overlap and similar experiences that I have seen over and over again. So I'm going to take the time right now to list some things that many people experience on the fuck a diet, just so you're prepared. Expect to be very hungry in the beginning. You will be hungry. Think of the rehabilitation of the Minnesota starvation experiment. And if you don't know about this, go look it up. Hunger is the body's way of repairing the body and metabolism. Lots of hunger is the natural healing response to the famine survival state that is easily jogged by any sort of restriction. You will need to honor this hunger by eating. Expect to be afraid of this hunger. You will be scared that you are never going to stop eating. You're going to be afraid that you will be this hungry forever. You're going to be afraid that without tight control, your eating will just keep going and going and going until you pop. These fears are understandable, but untrue and ultimately unhelpful. The more you can trust that eating is the only path to food normalcy and a normalized appetite and metabolism, the quicker and easier it'll be. Whenever you're panicking and doubting the whole process, just remember the famine. What would happen after a famine or even a decade-long semi-famine? You'd be starving. You'd need to eat a lot before you... What? You'd need to eat a lot for... What? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Sometimes I can't read my writing. Okay, let me go back. You... (laughs) You would be starving. You'd need to eat a lot more for a little bit. And then, naturally, things things would go back to normal. And even if you have never experienced what a normal appetite is, which I had never experienced that, you will get there naturally. And eating is the only way. And fighting it is futile. Third thing, expect to gain weight. Trying to control your weight is the reason why you are now so messed up with food and the reason weight becomes erratic and harder and harder to quote-unquote control, because as if there's any control, to heal the damaging starvation mode, you must gain weight. It is the only way to stop the cycle. This applies to you whether you are at a lower or higher end of the weight spectrum. 
I know you want me to tell you that you're going to be fighting the man and rebelling against beauty ideals and eating a shit ton and repairing your metabolism all while looking like an adorable, hairless, lithe fairy. But that is not how it goes. You are almost certainly going to gain weight, and it is actually an essential rite of passage on this journey. It is also pretty much the only way to heal your metabolism. Remember, the famine. What would happen after a famine? You'd gain weight. And then, and only then, would the body be able to calm down and stabilize again and not hold on to every pound for dear life. No matter where you are, you can count on gaining some weight. And the more you resist it, the longer the whole process will take. Next thing, expect to resist gaining weight. Your fear of gaining weight is one of the big root causes of your messed up eating and always will be. So you need to face that fear. Gaining some weight and learning to like yourself anyway is arguably the big rite of passage here and will be a huge shift in your quality of life. If you attempt to skip this part, there is a part of this journey that will remain incomplete. If you attempt to skip this part of allowing yourself to gain weight, there is a part of this journey that will remain incomplete. You will remain petrified of what your life would be, who you would be, and who you would be at a higher weight. Facing the fear of gaining weight will make all the difference ongoing and make you able to continue eating normally as you go forward, understanding that your worst fear has happened and your life is still continuing to get better than before. Next thing, expect to slowly stop fixating on food. This will take months probably, but the more you eat and the more you allow the things that you used to be petrified of, the less you will find yourself fixating on food. This is both biological as the body becomes more and more fed, but also just mental. You take away the power of food when you truly let yourself eat it. Next thing, expect your weight to stop yo-yoing. Yay. Once you become normal and neutral with food and once your body knows there is food, your weight will be allowed to. You will allow your body to stabilize easily right around where it is supposed to be. You will always fluctuate. That's human. But the, dr the dramatic weight gain and loss will stop happening no matter what you eat. Weight stabilization looks different on everyone, but it will be healthy for you. And if you can surrender to that, the rest of this will be a breeze. And the very last thing is expect to start having energy and brain space to focus and do other things. The whole point of the fuck a diet is to have food lose its power over you. So you can focus on more soul fulfilling, life enhancing things. The goal is to free up the energy that you've been spending on how perfect your protein bar collection is and start focusing on doing things that actually enhance your life, things that make you feel good and alive and creatively fulfilled, and maybe even enjoying yourself while you do it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Hello guys, my name is Caroline Dooner and I am the creator of the Fuck a Diet and the Fuck a Diet radio that you're listening to. And this podcast's content is shaped by the questions asked over at patreon.com slash Caroline Dooner. That's my name. If you would like to ask questions for this podcast, it's a pay what you can community. And for as little as $1 a month, you can connect with other fucketeers and ask questions that I'll answer on this podcast. I also have higher rewards that you can sign up for, like monthly energy work and secret posts. You can also support this podcast for free by rating and reviewing the F at Diet Radio, that's F as in fuck, 
I'm not allowed to actually have fuck in the name on iTunes. On iTunes. <laughs> okay. So, as you also know, this is the, you know, sort of the beginning of me doing posts and episodes together. So what I just read was the content of the new post that this is attached to. And then the second part of the podcast will be answering podcast insider questions. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Okay. Okay. Um, over on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Caroline Dooner. And here's a question from Emma. This lifestyle change is so freaky and radical and counterintuitive to the people in my life, especially my husband who has heard nothing but my rules over the years. He isn't bought in and doesn't agree with a lot, especially things with exercise. He works out a lot. Any advice on how to get him or them to understand? Should I just be less vocal? What do you think? Now, this is a huge question and the answer always depends on the person, your relationship to them, how open and willing they are at the time. Um, A really good thing to do is to ask somebody to read a book, obviously. I would love to be able to recommend my book, which will come out, I promise, probably a year. But a really, really good book with a lot of science is Body Respect by Linda Bacon and Lucy Affermore. It is such a great resource. There's so much on weight set range and how our health is not necessarily very dictated by our health habits, but way more stress and the way we're treated. And I think that, you know, saying something like, hey, I really understand that this seems really opposite of what I've been doing for so long, but I've been really pretty miserable and it's making me go crazy. And I've been reading up on science that actually proves that, you know, that the opposite of what I always thought is true. And I'm, I'm giving it a try, you know, obviously, even if you know that you're dedicated to, to it putting it in terms of this is something that I really think I need to do for my mental health and my physical health. And if you're curious where my brain is these days and why I've sort of decided to go down this journey, here is a really good book that really helped me and really helped open my eyes. And then just give him the book. Don't tell him to buy it. Just put it right in his hands and say, you know, this this is really hard for me. It's really scary for me too. And I know that it sounds crazy based on everything that we've done together and everything that we used to believe, but it'll really mean a lot to me if you can just try and see what I've been reading and what I've been hoping will will help my mental and physical health. And it can be that simple. That's that's how I would approach a, a close friend or a significant other or even a parent who has been involved in your dieting. Um, and then there's the, you know, and that's, that's best case scenario. That's really hoping that they can, if they don't understand that they're at least willing to read a little, like read your perspective and see why it's making sense to you. And then the more people don't respect, the more you start getting into boundaries saying, look, I really don't want to talk about food, weight or exercise. I really need to be respected here. 
Um, this is what is acceptable to talk about. This is what's not. And then kind of start um, disengaging. But I don't think that's the first step, especially with a husband. Um, with friends and other people, I think really gauging who is willing to listen and who is not is is the important thing to do. I do a lot of... Um, I do a lot of just kind of not speaking up and doing my own thing. And it really depends on how abrasive the person is. But I've also, not lost friends, but I've also kind of naturally um, sort of become closer to people who understand or are willing to understand or if they don't understand, aren't pushy with their whatever diet. That is my answer to your question. it's such a nuanced answer, but basically that script sort of that I gave you for your husband of, hey, I know it sounds crazy. I get it. I understand. I've literally believed the opposite thing. But for my mental health and my physical health, I really love it if you would check out this book and then give him any book that you choose. But I think Body Respect is a pretty solid, straightforward, scientific one that really, really supports health at every size and anti-diet. Let me know what you think of this over on Patreon and let's move on. So the next question is, uh, well, Jennifer also said last night, someone asked me what my new year's resolution was. And without thinking about it, I said to eat more cheese. (laughs) I love that so much. I really do. I changed my name, not my handle. It's still the fuck a diet on Instagram, but you can have a name too. Like you have a handle and a name, whatever. My name is Caroline Dooner cheese eater because it's true. So Teresa is asking about energy work and this is sort of in a way more advanced than the stuff that I have in the podcast and in Patreon because I teach limiting belief releases or energy work that is specific to releasing energy and emotions attached to certain limiting beliefs in my programs, The Rebel Survival Guide, which is Pecketeer Academy, and Become Your Own Damn Guru. So I'm going to answer this question very generally because I think it'll be helpful to kind of touch on my my views on what energy work is in the first place, but also Teresa, this is a good thing to ask in the actual program groups for this. And but I think this is a nice way to sort of bridge the gap between Patreon and my programs. And I think it's a good question. So she said, I'm getting back into doing the ha- into the habit of doing limiting belief releases, writing it on my calendar and all. That's a great idea. One thing I'm not clear on is if we're supposed to try and bring up the feeling of the belief as release as we release it. I've done EFT tapping. So let's talk in terms of EFT tapping and sort of my my views on like somatic feeling. Um, EFT is something that everybody who is listening to this post or this post, this this yeah, this post, this episode can look up right now on YouTube. There are tutorials, there are books. Um, it's an acupressure technique that asks you to say sort of like a triggering phrase, um, and tap certain points on your head and your chest and your body in order to access and release 
energy attached to that. And that is very much what I believe energy work is. Also, you know, acupuncture. Let's talk about acupuncture. Acupuncture is energy work. It is. It's not um, specifically targeting beliefs and fears and verbal triggers. It's really looking at the balance of different organ meridian lines and how they communicate with each other and things that are out of balance, things that are overactive, underactive, stimulating areas of the body, etc. The medical, the, you know, Western medical community does not understand how acupuncture works. It doesn't. It tries to explain it off in terms of nerves, which is probably part of it, the nervous system. Um, but it still recommends it because it works. It helps. It gets things moving. And so that is one of the ways that I like to talk about energy work. It's essentially just a way to start experiencing your body in ways you've been unwilling and unable to in the past. I believe that we don't process things that we are overwhelmed by and it kind of builds up. There's an amazing book that I have mentioned over and over again called Waking the Tiger healing trauma and it's a really nice very very basic way of looking at how I believe the nervous system and the body uh, holds on to old energy and a little bit of what I'm trying to guide people into when I teach energy work in the programs that I have okay so she asks one thing I'm not clear on is if we're supposed to try and bring up the feeling of the belief as we release it. I have done EFT tapping recently with someone who teaches it professionally and she said it was more important to feel the feeling when tapping than it is the words being said. That got me wondering if it's the same thing when we release limiting beliefs. Just say the words or try to bring up the anxiety or sadness or whatever underneath the belief. So this actually gets into the fact that I was teaching a technique by a woman who I don't like <laughs> anymore. Um, I thought uh, I thought that this woman that I trained with uh, a couple years ago was the kind of person who when you would ask a question, she would say, it doesn't matter, just do what I say. Which meant that the people that I was working with when they would ask me a question I found myself having to say oh this is just the way that it has to be or this is just the simple way that it is and basically she just said don't worry about don't worry about anything but saying but put it you know doing what I tell you to do and saying the words and I think that there's something to that there actually is something to getting out of your head just doing it and trusting that words will activate stress in your body and help you release it I think I'm getting super woo-woo for people, but this is essentially what I believe is happening, what I know is happening when we do specific feeling and energy work. However, the reason that I recommend people to read Waking the Tiger is because I was not okay with being like, okay, I'll just blindly do whatever you say. That's fucking cultish, guys, cult stuff. So I've distanced myself from her and distanced my own personal energy work from her um, which is why in the past, Teresa, I have told you and other people, just say the words, which is fine. I think that there is something to that. I really do. However, in my experience and in my opinion, the point and the goal and the magic of energy work, grounding, getting into the body 
is being willing and able to feel sensations that we've been unwilling and able to feel before. And that is how we process old stuff that's keeping us stagnant and stuck and easily triggered. When I genuinely believe that feeling sensations is more applicable and easier and just as helpful as opposed to forcing yourself to feel feelings, anxiety, sadness, you can, but you're allowed to break it down more into what sensation am I feeling? Because sometimes anxiety and sadness actually manifests itself or actually is made up of hot, sticky, uncomfortable, churning energy in your gut or wherever. And that is easier to stay with than forcing yourself to try and feel sadness or whatever. This is a bigger conversation that I would like to continue in um, in in the actual group where I teach this. So let's let's take the conversation there. Anyone else who has no idea what I'm talking about, um, let's like I welcome follow up questions. But I'm going to try to keep it a little bit more basic since this is sort of like more general audience intro to the fuck it diet and feeling stuff. Does that make sense? Basically, we can continue this conversation, but that's as far as I can get into it. And I feel like I went maybe too far into it as far as this podcast goes. Okay, let's move on. Tala asks, I'm reaching out for help and answers concerning frustrations with weight gain. I've been dieting since age 13. I'm 19 now, and a couple months ago, I decided to follow the fuck a diet philosophy. The freedom that comes with it is unparalleled, but recently, so many people have been commenting on my weight gain and thoughts of restriction are restriction are re-emerging. I'm already feeling nervous about gaining weight, but I'm trying to deal with it internally. But how can I accept my own weight gain when in the past month I've had six people call me fat slash say I've gained weight and I know they mean it in a negative way? In the past, I would simply have struggled through another diet and lost the weight, but at this point, I'm dedicated to this freedom and I'm even expecting the possibility of gaining more weight. Does anyone have tips on how to deal with weight gain and related comments? Um, I am so sorry that you are surrounded by people who are completely insensitive to what you're trying to do and how you're trying to heal. It is, in my opinion, the hardest part of the fuck it diet and, um, you know, and the hardest part of living in this, this world that doesn't understand the fuck it diet, doesn't understand health at every size, doesn't understand fat positivity. Um, this is not an easy question to answer, but I have some places that you may want to try to start. I don't know if these people are your family members. I don't know if these people are your friends, but trying to communicate with them what you are learning and what you are going through is one option. The other option is to not be around those people. I know that you're 19. I don't know if you live at home. I don't know if you're stuck in a dorm room in college and you have absolutely no choice around the people that you're actually spending time around. That is one of the hardest parts of being young. You aren't able to be like, F you, I'm not spending time with you. 
So my recommendation for you is to try and give them the book Health at Every Size or Body Respect and ask them to understand the experience that you're going through. I also wish that I could say give them the Fuck It Diet book. I promise that next year I will be able to say that, but right now I can't. Um, Basically, I just want to say what you're experiencing is one of the hardest aspects of trying to heal your relationship to food and body in a world or in a family unit or in a you know career some people are in specific careers i would say that's mostly performers but um even people in the workplace who are like who have like corporate like quote unquote health initiatives like you're just surrounded by people who believe that dieting and losing weight is the most responsible thing you can do it's fucking hard and it is dysfunctional it is destructive it is frustrating and I don't know how to help it except to empower you to not listen to them to try and seek out people and communities that that do understand or that are willing to understand and to try and approach the people who you feel are worth approaching people that you would like to keeping your life people that you think might be open to listening to what you're going through and giving them books i i think health <clears throat> i think health at every size and body respect are really great places to start because they talk about it talks about science like it's scientifically why this weight stigma is debilitating why weight is not as connected to health as we believe I think that that's a really kind of neutral is the wrong word, but really solid place to start because it's so evidence-based. But basically it's just really hard and I'm really sorry that this is what you're going through because it's going to make it, it's making it very difficult and it's going to continue to make it difficult until you either can remove yourself from this situation or you can um, communicate with them more more openly and effectively and or you know so much of the so much of the energy work that I that I teach is for the purpose of making specific beliefs and comments and ideas and and cultural beliefs less triggering to you personally so you can exist in a world that believes things that are destructive but it not be as debilitating within your own self that does not mean that coming up against someone who says and believes something really cruel and untrue doesn't mean that that's not going to be frustrating and disheartening but it won't have the same actual like stress impact on you and your body and your soul as it did before when it was something that you also believed does that make sense this actually works really well into the next question by Emma. Again, any tips for workplace diet culture? Luckily, my team knows what I'm doing. We're friends on Instagram and I'm pretty fuck it diet expressive there. Again, just a shout out from me, Caroline, that that is, I really, I know it's easier said than done, but transparency on what's going on with you is the best way to create boundaries, to have people understand, even if they don't personally understand, to have people have an understanding of what of what you're going through and what you need 
I even have come to the, like, I basically believe that saying to people or doctors, hey, I've had an eating disorder and I, I can't have this conversation about weight. Um, I never even officially, this is me personally, I never even officially quote unquote had an eating disorder, but that's kind of untrue too, because it's a spectrum. Whoa, my voice is so messed up. Okay. Let me continue this question. But on a team of all women, diet talk can be more pervasive than with friends. I guess people think it's the one thing we all must have in common. It's just starting to feel very overwhelming. Overall, I just don't want to come off as holier than thou at work with friends, etc. I want my message to be respected and heard. And for that to happen, it has to be somewhat approachable. Love being able to hear from you. This is so hard. I just had this like... (laughs) I just had this, um, I just bought a, a bridesmaid dress for a wedding that I'm in in May and everybody on the chain is talking about how they have to lose weight in order to fit in the dress that they bought, which is so, and I wrote in, I was like, well, I bought a dress a size up because I'm planning to eat a lot this year. And it was a half, it's a true, I did. I was like, I don't want to like not fit in this dress I'd rather just tailor it later which is like my whole new beautiful open fuck diet approach of like there's like literally it's this belief that if I can that like somehow it's like a status symbol to buy a smaller dress and and like diet to fit in it which is just gonna backfire there's a girl in the group who just lost like I don't know like 70 pounds or something and she like can't get around the idea. She and then she bought an even smaller dress because she plans on losing even more weight. She's gonna gain it back, and probably before May, and it's gonna be really stressful for her. And there's nothing I can say. Like they don't. Know, these girls don't know me well enough. This is like a really good friend of mine from college who who does understand, but all of her like new friends just have no idea. They don't know that I have a business called the fuck it diet they just don't know and um so I said I made like the joke about about buying a bigger size because I plan on eating a lot this year and they all were like ha 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 that's so funny I plan on not eating at all this year I was just like they have no idea what I'm talking about and so there's really no point Later on in the conversation, they were talking about scams. They're like, ugh, this bridesmaid, like, the tailoring thing, the way they sell the dresses, it's such a scam, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I wrote in, I was like, also, diet culture is a fucking sham, too. But that's all I'm going to say about that. And they just didn't respond. They just don't understand what I'm talking about. Like, they really don't. And so I just have to let it go. However, these people aren't around me all the time, and I'm very untriggered. I'm very untriggered by it because I know exactly what's happening. Um, They actually probably think that I am, that I have no idea what they're going through. Um, They see me as like a thin person who's making jokes about um, gaining weight this year on purpose. So I understand. And that is a product of the privilege of being, it's part of thin privilege. So it's all more complicated, but... They don't understand what I'm talking about and there's absolutely no point trying to make them understand what I'm talking about unless one of them truly was coming to me 
saying, what do I do? I can't live like this anymore. So I really understand not wanting to come off holier than thou because that can easily, easily happen. But I think just drawing the line and saying, look, I've had an eating disorder and that is a way to kind of like get attention and and have people understand how dire this is. And I recommend using that whether you are sure whether you've had an eating disorder or not. If you've been obsessed with dieting, it's it's on the spectrum and it's worth just It's like, you know, it's the similar concept to like being out in a restaurant and being like, I have a gluten allergy, so it's really important that I don't have any, even if it's not true, they'll actually listen to you. Don't do that. That's like, that's like not what we want to do, but it's the same idea of being like, Hey, this is serious. This is a serious thing. And I need you to respect it. This is easier said than done because a lot of people in the beginning of the fuck it diet don't, you know, aren't comfortable with it enough to to talk about it with other people. So I understand that it's this like difficult place to be in. (sighs) I just, once you can get to the place where you can say to people, Hey, look, this is what I've experienced. I was obsessed. I had disordered eating. I had an eating disorder, however you want to say it. And I really can't talk about weight. Then when they inevitably do bring it up and you don't engage, they at least understand why. That is what I recommend. It is not easy. Again, this falls under the category of the stuff we can't control. When we go on the fuckatite, we can't control our other people's focuses, other people's dieting habits, other people's proclivity to talk about their annoying diets. It's really, really frustrating. And ugh, I just wish that I could, you know, help more and make it stop. But basically... It's all about figuring out what it's triggering in you and understanding that the less the less it's triggering in you, the less it'll matter what they say. The more open you're able to be with them, the more they'll understand why you're not engaging and hopefully start to talk about other things. And that's basically the long and short of it. The long, I went long, and the short, I ended short. Okay, Jennifer. Hi, I was wondering if you have any guidance for real-time processing of emotions. I love the energy work and yoga for releasing old energies, but how do you prevent them from getting stuck in the first place? Is it enough to acknowledge them, say, if you're out in public and can't really act on them and sit with them in the moment? So also, guys, I now on Patreon, I have this $10 a month energy work video. So if you are interested in knowing what the fuck I'm talking about when I talk about energy work I have like lot it's not live but it's it's a video that I record and post and you can take yourself through certain breathing exercises and certain focuses on sensations in the body that will help you sort of have an idea of what I'm talking about when I talk about energy work and also help you begin to get into the body and process stuff so I have this room cleaning metaphor where it's like okay In the beginning, it's just all this old stuff that we haven't been willing to feel that we need to bring up and and feel. So it's like starting to clean a room and it sometimes gets dirtier before it gets cleaner and there's all this old dust and, you know, we've been able to ignore it for a long time, but we're kind of bringing it to the center. It gets dirtier before it gets cleaner, but eventually it gets to a place where if you are willing to regularly sweep the corners of the room, it'll you'll be able to sort of like clean in real time. I know that's kind of a weird metaphor. But 
it's all about, Jennifer, it's all about being in the body. It's all about being willing to feel energy and emotions in real time and process them. And yes, sometimes it's really hard to do depending on what's happening. We do not live in a world that understands this concept, but it's about being willing and able to experience life in our bodies as opposed to kind of disassociating and not feeling what's going on. Therefore, it kind of gets stuck and we have to process it later. That is the full that's like it really is that simple it's not that easy it takes a lot of practice and um, bravery and willingness to live life in your body but it is that simple so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that okay um oh and then Kara talks about she posts a picture of waking the tiger she said just got my hands on this book today I'm about 25 pages in and already learned a bit more about myself and respect to my trauma history bonus points because it's about animals (laughs) it is thank you for the recommendation Caroline it's a really really good book it really does explain a lot of um a lot of what I'm talking about when I talk about energy work and I think Like, I just want to dumb it down. I don't want it to be inaccessible. I don't want it to be too woo-woo. I don't want it to be too out there. It's, It's about the nervous system and it's about fight or flight mode. It's literally it. But then, you know, yoga and breathing and being willing to be in the body are all methods of starting to process old stuff. Guys, that's it for today. We went down energy energy work rabbit holes but I guess I sort of do that all the time don't I so again you can get in on this Q&A fun over on Patreon I will be updating twice a month I will be having episodes twice a month I'm considering guys I'm considering having a one once a month will be just content just a post just a like audio version of a post and once a month will be Q&A that might be more helpful for me just to have just to know that once a month I'll be getting to all of the new questions I just don't know I just don't know but I will I will let you know what I decide and the very last thing is that I updated Fucketeer Academy it's brand spanking shiny new content videos it's called rebels the rebels survival guide now I don't really know why but I think I might I'm kind of changing around titles I'm just doing a lot of changes um and I will just talk to you soon I don't really have a good ending for this guys good bye